What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr. And I'm back with my podcast, Vitamin Sports, where we take vitamins every day, just like we talk about sports every day. How's everybody feeling this morning? I know you don't want to hear this, but it's the truth. I'm going to teach you something today. Y'all know the Ravens streak has been broken in preseason. First, I want to give a shout out to the Comanches. <clears throat> I'm sorry, uh, Washington Commanders. On a job well done. You played the Ravens from top to bottom. You had your starters in. You know, just to give a good look of what the season could be, of how successful y'all can be. I'm not going to make any excuses. They beat the Ravens. It is what it is. But this goes out to the Ravens fans. We got problems. And I know what you're thinking. Everybody see all Lamar Jackson get all these weapons and stuff like that. Defense look good. And the first thing I'm hearing right now, which I shouldn't be, is Super Bowl bound. Here's why we have a problem. One, the receivers. Yes, Odell Beckham Jr. is very talented. And yes, he's been to the big dance. But he's coming off an ACL injury. Missed the whole season last year. Anything could happen. Number two, Nelson Aguilar can't catch a cold. It's the reason why he's been bouncing around from team to team to team. When he was in Philly and they was having their house fires, do you know what they called them? You know what they said? They said, we are here catching babies better than Nelson Aguilar catching passes. He had a little flash in New England, but it wasn't really that so... I felt right there that Ravens made wasted money on that pick. Um, offensive line, the left side is still going to be some problems because we're relying and hoping that Ronnie Stanley can be healthy enough to get through. <coughs> excuse me, the season healthy enough to get the season. Let's be honest. He hasn't been healthy since he got this contract. He's missed more games than he's played in this contract. He's messed up his ankle. And he hasn't been the same since. Yes, people say, yeah, last year, man, when he was in there, he was flashing. Yeah, he was. But we need consistency. When are we going to evaluate a person based on consistency and not monetary moments. It's like we have possibles, but when we should have consistency. Like I was talking about the receiving core. We got Odell Beckham Jr. We have Rashad Bateman, Devin DuVernay, James Prochet, and now Zay Flowers. From what I'm hearing from training camp and what I've seen in the preseason, Zay Flowers is our most complete receiver. I was hearing in training camp that Zay Flowers looked better than Odell, Rashad Bateman, and all the receivers that are in camp. I hear Lamar Jackson is struggling on where to put the ball at. See, I said this before in yesterday's podcast. You got to take the initiative to do certain things. But... We could talk to be blue in the face about what Lamar Jackson should do, 
but we already know what he's going to do. He's going to start out the season hot. It's going to get cold in the middle of the season. By then, it'll probably be too late to actually make a run. And then he's going to try to get hot again. But then people wonder why a lot of Ravens fans, true Ravens fans, have a problem with Lamar Jackson's work ethic. If you didn't have that work ethic in high school or college or in the pros, why would that translate after you get your money? When have you ever seen a player be okay, then get their money, and then be great? Or be new, then do something extraordinary, get their money, and still be on a consistent basis? Is rarely ever heard. Rarely. I can't remember a time where there was a player that did a quarterback that didn't study and was still successful in winning championships. Because then in each and every season, you should be getting better. You should be taking away something. But like I said, I ain't going to talk till I'm blue in the face. I want to talk about the other holes the Ravens got because everybody had these Super Bowl aspirations that the Ravens can just be consistent in the regular season and then turn it up in the postseason. Those days are over. Those Ray Lewis, Joe Flacco's days, you know what that really explained? That really outlined who Joe Flacco was. He was okay in the regular season, and he was extraordinary in the postseason. Those days are over. We're under a new regime right now. You signed this man to 200-plus. And then, and I believe the Ravens have given Lamar Jackson three years. Three years. People keep talking about five. No, it's really three years. For me, it's two. Because he's been in this league long enough. And the only thing you have to say for it is one MVP, one All-Pro, two Pro Bowls, and a trip to the, what is that, the uh, the the divisional round? Nah, bruh, that's not what Baltimore football is all about. We're made for the playoffs. We are the team, and I'm throwing some history out there. We're the teams that people used to say, man, if they get into the playoffs, man, they are a scary team. We are the Miami Heat in the NFL. Great organization. Great players have come through. We have our values, our traditions, and we don't play. But if we get into the postseason, we're going to make some noise. That's what we used to be. Now we're looking like the Timberwolves. We got all this talent and don't know what to do with it because nobody want to be great. We look at our running back situation. We're relying on two guys. Two guys. A guy that's a punk and a sissy because all he's talking about is money this and money that when he hasn't even shown up. It's funny how people blame Tyler Huntley for the uh, the Bengals game but not knowing that if you pay attention to certain plays, J.K. Dobbins wasn't really into the game. And why would the offense coordinator trust J.K. Dobbins? He's coming back off a torn ACL. 
Skill positions always have a hard time coming back. And when I mean skill positions, I mean corner, receiver, tight end, uh, running back. Those guys that rely heavily on uh, is actually is any position, any position actually, unless you're a pocket passer. But those guys that rely heavily on their athleticism, and they get lower, uh, lower uh, injuries, meaning like ACL, Achilles, meniscus, ankle, sprained foot. You need your legs in order to be successful in the game of football. We've seen it from we've seen it from all the players. Like, for instance, when we see running backs tear their ACLs, they lose speed. We we see receivers when they tear their ACLs, they lose their explosiveness because you get scared and you rely heavily on your other leg, depending on which leg you hurt. But then sometimes you could tell you that other leg too. And now you got both injuries. You know good. You're damaged goods and nobody wants damaged goods. And it's like everybody looks at the Ravens team on paper, but nobody talks about the fact that when we played the Comanches, I'm sorry, the Commanders, and we was getting burned, a lot of people don't realize those might be the corners that are starting against the Bengals, against the Dolphins, against the 49ers, teams that have good skill position players. We're going to get exposed out there. And a lot of people tell me, well, can't we pick up this guy? Can't we pick up that guy? Bruh, we have so many holes on our team that we can only do but so much each and every draft. Last year, we didn't have a second-round pick because he got Roquan Smith. I'm not mad about that. But at the same time, we gotta take the repercussions of not having a second round pick. We could have got some we could have got a corner. I'm not saying there was corners in there that was shut down corners, but there was corners in there that was better than what we got. We could have got Joy Porter, Desmond Banks. I mean Dante Banks from Maryland. Could have got a couple of um, other Maryland corners. But the fact was there was so many possibilities in there that the Ravens need to fill receiver and I'm still confused on why we keep drafting receivers that's under six foot you need to look around the league especially in your division there's some big corners in our division yeah they might not be household names but they can get the job done and the kind of offense we run we need big receivers Look at Georgia. They had big receivers. George Pickett, he was on that team. He was a big body receiver. He might not look like it, but he played like it. And I like Zay Flowers. I saw when he was at Boston College how he was doing those catches and stuff like that. And a person asked me, well, what's the difference between Zay Flowers and Hollywood Brown? Well, Zay Flowers is bigger. Zay Flowers is willing to come across the middle. Say Flowers is willing to make catches, contested catches. Hollywood Brown thought he could just run past people because that was what he was doing in college. So why would he need to worry about hitting the weights and stuff like that? 
when he's never been put in that position. See, we got to ask ourselves this time. When we say a person needs to do something, why would they do it if they're already comfortable with doing what they was already doing? You know what I'm saying? And then, I was like, our defensive line is good. You know, it's getting younger and more productive. But our outside linebackers, edge rushers are a joke. <clears throat> Y'all ever wonder why the Ravens always sign the Justin Houston's of the world and the uh, JP, JPP? You ever wonder why they used to sign those guys? Because they haven't got over the fact that they lost Matthew Judon and Terrell Suggs. We miss Suggs. Like, I pulled up some stats that I thought was kind of funny. And it's crazy to me that, you know, last year we recorded 48 sacks. Well, the reason why we recorded 48 sacks is because, you know, we had depth around, like, the edge. And we was getting internal pressure from Calais Campbell, who's no longer on the Ravens. JPP, who's no longer on the Ravens. Um, Justin Houston, who had a phenomenal year with nine and a half sacks at the age of 33, playing better than Adafi Owe, who's a first-round pick, who's 6'5", 250, who can basically run a 4-4. And he, and he got all this skill set in practice, but don't show it on the field. But, you know... It is what it is. Back to the stats. Last year, we recorded 48 sacks. The year before that, we recorded 43. The year before that, 39, 37. This period right here from 18 to 17. 43, 41. When we had Terrell Suggs and others on the defensive line, we could create pressure because Terrell Suggs had moves. He just wasn't an outside linebacker. He was an edge rusher, too. He could play the flats. He could sometimes guard the tight ends. He could intercept the ball. He can bat down the ball. He can strip the ball. He can sack the quarterback. He can stop the run. All those things the Ravens do not have. We do not have that guy. We do not have that guy. David Ujavu, how can we really count on him when he had a torn ACL? Yes, we saw flashes. Yes, he had more sacks than Adafi Owe had in 2022. He did. Yes, we felt his presence more in the last couple of games than we felt Adafi Owe all season. People say, well, Adafi Owe was out there. No, he wasn't. After week three, he was coming off the bench. If you don't believe me, go back and look at the film. After we played against the Dolphins, that is when our defense changed. A lot of stuff started to change. Him being included. I seen him in the Denver Broncos games. But it was the Denver Broncos. They was playing bad. He should have shown up in that game. He always show up in games where, if y'all really pay attention, he always show up against teams that have bad tackles. But when he play against good tackles, he gets pancaked. He gets taken out of the play. 
meaning he's a non-factor, whether it be the run game or the passing game. Kind of like how Michael Parsons is being taken out the game when they play against teams that got good tackles as well. When you run to the side, them tackles are too large and too quick, especially when they run counters or sweeps. They take him out of the play. Cowboys are done. That's the same issue with Adolfo Owe. But, and it's crazy because both of them guys are teammates. I would say Michael Parsons do have better moves. Michael Parsons is effective. But both of those guys have the same issue when it comes to tackles, good tackles. But at the same time, it takes even further. Like, I feel as though our defense are going to kind of play our position because of the lack of the secondary that we have. And there's really nobody out there. The first thing when, when Marlon Humphrey went down, I heard, well, who else is out there? Nobody. Greedy Williams probably. But what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing based on his actions is the fact that he wants money. I mean, rightfully so. Everybody's entitled to have their money. But at the same time, Greedy Williams, I will say this to you, brother. You haven't been on the field that much. You were productive at LSU. You were okay with the Browns when you got playing time. But at the same time, you got to show people why you deserve your money. Because we have really have no film on you, really. But that's another issue right then and there. It's just the Ravens have so many holes. We can't talk about Super Bowl, let alone playoffs. Let's just hope we have a good season and John Harbaugh don't get fired. Because the first thing people say when the Ravens are successful is fire John Harbaugh. Not realizing we went 24 streak. That's what our streak was. It was 24. We had 24 victories in preseason. Do you know why that is? I'll tell you. We had 24 games. Where we were 24 and 0 in the preseason since 2016, which is the longest record in NFL history. The previous record was 20, 23 games. And everybody always wondered, well, how the Ravens keep winning in the, in the preseason, but not in certain games in the regular season? Well, for one, preseason and regular season, two different things. So I think nobody should really ask that question. Besides, the, the starters are barely playing. But it's a testament of how great my coach is. That's why I always tell people, John Harbaugh is in the top tier of coaches. They're the three, the big three. There's Mike Tomlin, Bill Belichick, and John Harbaugh. Why? Because Mike Tomlin has a background in receivers, because he used to play receiver. And he always makes sure the defense is good, good enough for them to compete. And he always, the Steelers always surround their quarterbacks with receivers because they have a personnel that always develop receivers. They're one of the teams that develop the receivers the most. Bill Belichick is a defensive-minded coach. He will put people in position to control the offense so he doesn't have to worry about that. But the guy knows defense. The guy coach, one of the greatest defensive players of all time, Lawrence Taylor. And at the same time, people don't understand Bill Belichick, in every Super Bowl that they won, their defense has been top-notch. 
Look at what they did, some of the greatest offenses in the regular season and in the postseason. Look what they did to the Falcons. Look what they did to the Rams. I mean, that's just look what they did to the um the the Rams before. They held them. They held them to a standard where it was unlike anybody's ever heard. But don't nobody want to give Bill Belichick credit. The guy knows defense. Those Tom Brady Super Bowls, he wouldn't have won it without defense, especially in that Falcons series and against the uh, the Rams when he had Aaron Donald, Mark, uh, <clears throat> Marcus Peters, Akeem Tlaib, Eric Waddle, uh, what's his name? It's, it's escaping me right now. But Aaron Donald, uh, Donald Sue, that's his name. Uh, they just had guys out there that were hungry on defense. They had number one defense that year. They was trained to go get the quarterback. They didn't have to blitz that much. They did not have to blitz that much. And what was the score? 10 to 3. That was the most highly defensive Super Bowl we've seen in a long time. And if I'm not mistaken, that's probably the lowest score in Super Bowl history. It took for the fourth quarter for things to get up in a Gronk touchdown. So that's why I have those two there. And the reason why John Harbaugh is there is, look, this guy has a background in secondary. This guy has a background in special teams. That's why our Ravens special team is good every year since he's been here. And the simple fact is he's a player's coach. Special teams guys, and I'm going to give you all this little nugget. Special teams coaches know talent because they see it come through on special teams. That's why guys like Shannon Sharp, uh, Steven, Steven, Steven Smith, Steven Smith Jr., I mean, Steve Smith Sr., are guys that are from that mode of special teams. Devin Hester, Tyreek Hill, Devin DuVernay, some noticeable faces that you never heard of or probably have heard of, if you know the game of football, came from special teams. And their game translated over to offenses when offenses saw the talent and speed that they had. Ted Ginn Jr. Like, it doesn't get more productive than that. Being on special teams, you see a lot. You know a lot. It actually helps players get available, get positioned on the field. Like Shannon Sharp said, he said, if it wasn't for special teams, I would have never got the opportunity. And then if I'm being honest, Devin Duvernay, if it wasn't for special teams, he would really never get the opportunity. He was so good on special teams that he got sent to the Pro Bowl twice. And then last year, he was very productive in, you know, developing his talent in the receiving game. Chris Moore went to special went to the Pro Bowl almost every year with the Ravens. Kobe Jones, another one. Sometimes you got to get in where you fit in. 
But back to the whole topic, the Ravens have to get better and fill in these holes. And it's not going to be easy. It's going to take a while because you can't get everything you need in one draft unless the Ravens, who haven't done this in a long time, they've never had a top three pick. And the 26 years my organization has been around, they've never had the top three picks. Never. They was like, well, that's what happens when you win a lot. You don't get the rewards of having a top three pick unless a team trades with you and they just so happen to slum. You take their pick and you just so happen to get the top three pick. Like, look at the guys that's in the Hall of Fame. Jonathan Ogden, not a top three pick. Ray Lewis, not a top three pick. Ed Reed, not a top three pick. Terrell Suggs, not a top three pick. Marshall Yon is not a top three pick. Come on now, man. Those guys I name are Hall of Famers, but they never were top three picks. That also goes to show how good the Ravens develop in talent. Look at some of the free agents we had. Zadarius Smith. Um, what's his name? Matthew Judon. Ravens always do good at drafting linebackers from free agency and turn them into household names. Tyson Bowser. But sometimes it's always good to draft a guy in like the top ranking. But at the same time, I just want people to understand the Ravens have so many holes. How can we really honestly say she will both bound? The Bengals are still there. They just waiting for that guy to come back. The Browns is there. They got a full offseason of everybody, including Deshaun Watson. He really has a full offseason. Then we can't sleep on the Steelers. The Steelers are still there. Then we could take it even to the conference. Miami's there. The Jets are working their way there. The Bills are already there. The Chiefs is at the top of the mountain. The Chargers are always going to compete. It's looking like... The Broncos is trying to work their way up, so we can't sleep on them. Jacksonville is here. Tennessee going to always be there as long as they got King Henry and Mike Vrabel controlling the defense. That's enough teams out there to give us problems. And I don't even need to talk about the NFC because we first got handled business in the AFC because we got the best quarterbacks now. And the best defenses now. Best wide receivers. So it's competition on every level. There's going to be games where Lamar Jackson has to bring us home because our defense can't. Teams are not going to be able to run on us because we got that PQ and Roquan Smith connection in that front four. We're going to create a lot of turnovers. But we also going to give up a lot of yards. And we also going to give up a lot of points. It's like we're going to have a trade dig season. And trade digs had a lot of intercessions, but he gave up a lot of yards. 
from like I said, I'll categorize this season as being a trade dig season. Gave up a lot of yards, but also get up a lot of interceptions. Like I said, it's gonna be games where the defense might come through. Everybody be like, okay. And then the following week, be like, damn, what happened from this week to last week? It all depends on who we play. All depends on who we play. So before you Ravens fans really talk about the Super Bowl, really sit down and analyze your team. Defensive line, good. Linebackers, it's an A-plus because we got Roquan Smith and PQ. Secondary, I give it a B-plus because we got two guys that's stout, Kyle Hamilton and Marcus Williams. But in the corners, Armand Davis and who knows, a whole rotation on the other side. So many guys, they're going to try to throw at people, but they're going to get cooked. Because these guys are just, some of these guys are just getting off their couch. Some of these guys haven't played in a while or been successful in a while. But I will hope the Ravens really consider about picking up, you know, Greedy Williams. I mean, we did get Javion Clowney, but at the same time, he has the same issue as Adafi Owe. Great run stopper. Has one move. But it's a non-factor in the passing game. Unless he's paired up with somebody else on the other side. Like how he was when he was uh, with J.J. Watt. When he was with Miles Garrett. And a little bit of Chris Dumlap when he was in Seattle. We saw a little bit of Javion Clowney when he was in Seattle. But their front, they just had so many good guys up front that he was bound to get there. But who knows, man? Can't predict everything. Sometimes you just got to wait and see what happens. I'm your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr. See ya. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. 